Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is our private sleuth, Karen Randazzo. You're suicidal. You're allowed chips. Trust me, it's about the only perk. And the best PI on the planet, Chris Randazzo. I promised my brain to the Royal Society. <laughs> we here in this week's episode talk television, and this week we're talking Sherlock, season four. Um, depending on where you get your information from, there may be four episodes. We're not going to talk about the first one. So yeah, the first one was last year's Christmas episode thing, and we're not we're not messing with we're that. not we're not no. talking about that one. Um, okay, so I believe we already talked about it last year. I think we show. did, did yeah. we? Because I, I you so. might have talked. I hadn't seen it. I remember that because I watched it this you know as part of this little thing that we did. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but it is great. it is a year old, so let's just sidestep that one. The true season is uh, Six Thatchers, The Lying Detective, and The Final Problem. I, 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 there was not nothing that I didn't like about. I, I, I just want more. Well, strap in because. Uh, it's going to be a while, if ever. Yeah. Yeah, the way this shit ended, it was... It was ended. Like... Yeah, I disagree with you. I kind of hope that... I think, and I kind of hope that this is it. I'm with Karen on this one. I think uh, I think Moffat is Moffating this show, and I think he needs to be stopped. And <laughs> Moffat is Moffating the show. Now, explain to me <laughs> what you mean by Moffating the show. Yeah, all right. So he did this with Doctor Who. It was where he's like, all right, no matter what I do next, the stakes have to be higher. Okay. And no matter how high the stakes get, they need to get higher until they're so impossibly high that we get to the point where Sherlock Holmes' secret sister has an elaborate insane asylum on an island in the middle of nowhere developing unbelievably intricate traps to mess with Sherlock's head. And it is, it's just, wow. It, is, it goes so far outside of the realm of even remote believability. And it's not like it's ever bad. It's just that he never stops. It's the, it has to get even bigger. Like in, in, in Doctor Who, is like, all right, the fate of you know humanity, it's the, the fate of the planet is next. And then the fate of the, the galaxy is next. And then it's the fate of the universe is next. And then it's the fate of time is next. And then it's the fate of reality itself is next. And, like, where do you go from there? I don't know. <laughs> and neither does Moffat. And he's ramping up the difficulty level over and over again on Sherlock. And it's, it is not at a point where it has gotten bad. 
According to me, but according to the internet at large, yeah, it, uh, well, yeah, it but seems the internet to be... at large complains about anything. So, but they it, do. But if, they're I, also the vocal minority. They are definitely the vocal minority. But I, I remember watching the first season of Sherlock and being so completely and totally enthralled. Like I just glued open my eyeballs, just like oh, I need this. And I remember watching this season. And for chunks of the episodes, being just like, I'm just not feeling this, guys. This is, what are you doing? What? Uh, it's like it it's pats itself on the back so hard for being so clever, and it 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 used to play with that so well, and now I don't know. I feel like it almost went too far of being self congratulatory that it kind of just pissed me off a little bit. Like the whole Moriarty thing, like the way that they've been teasing that he's been still alive, mm -hmm. and Ugh. it's just like, oh no, he just recorded a bunch of stuff before he died because I can control people. Yeah, I really <laughs> wish they hadn't done that. Like, I get that you know it's fan, it was quote unquote fan service to bring back Moriarty, but it was it was a big tease for a paltry payoff. Yes, yes. It's like, what's the point of bringing back Moriarty if all you're going to do is show a video of him going tick, 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 tock, 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 tick, tick, tick. Okay, that's not what Moriarty does. That's just like, that's just like a side effect of Moriarty. Yeah. And it's also more of Moffat putting screens on screens. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of screens on screens. There loves, was, he loves there was that stuff. Screen he just rubs it all over himself. Yes. <laughs> Anywhere he can get a screen on a screen. He's, he's never it's happier. Screenception. Screenception. <laughs> What I liked about uh, this... I said it louder. You did. You, said, you did say it louder. <laughs> <laughs> what I liked about this season is they, they, they gave a little bit more to Dr. Watson. They gave him a little bit more brain power. And in the first, in Six Thatchers, with the, the loss of his wife, in, 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 at the very end, the following two, he has... In the first one, he has the mental picture of his wife that he's constantly talking to and she is constantly explaining to him how Sherlock does shit but mm -hmm. Sherlock hasn't told him yet so he is figuring out that shit on his own so he is just as in, they're showing how he's getting more and more intelligent by just being in the situation mm -hmm. I never liked him as just the I don't want to say quirky sidekick but the guy who's just there to write shit down I never liked I liked it when he was more heavily involved and then I, I can't say I've ever really gotten that impression from him he's always been you know a, a man of his own talents very clever on his own right but nothing compared to Sherlock because Sherlock is a is a freak of nature but Sherlock needs somebody of normal intelligence to bounce things off of sure Sherlock this is so weird that we're doing this again but Sherlock needs John's humanity yeah in the same way that the doctor needs the humanity of his companions you're absolutely right mm -hmm. which is why like Moffat <laughs> strikes again <laughs> Moffating all over the place he needs to be stopped there and he is stopping he's, yeah. he's stopping Doctor Who and you know thanks to everybody involved in this show being giant celebrities now it's it's pretty much yeah. a done deal like it's nearly impossible to make this show yeah well yeah because of scheduling and all of that stuff and mm -hmm. i think he has gone too far too far 
Like you're absolutely right, Chris. There's for a normal human being, you know, living in this universe, not super powered, mm-hmm. not in a wibbledy wobbly timey wimey situation. This that's it. We can't because well, this was Marvel's Sherlock. <laughs> then every I would have bought everything. But what's great about this show is that, especially in when you look at the earlier seasons, they've always been able to ground it in reality. And I think they've been trying to top the moment in what was it season two, two when he when Moriarty killed himself. Like I think they've been trying to top that moment ever since, and they. That's an impossible moment to top. That's one of the greatest moments in TV history was that season finale and everyone in the world trying to figure out how did he do it? How did he do that? Mm-hmm. And the fact that they never actually explained it is 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 kind of like in the short run I thought it was hilarious, but in the long run now I'm actually kind of pissed because instead of them they they kept referring to it. They kept referring to Moriarty still being alive, and they didn't have an answer for anything. They just they wrote that whole situation where it was impossible for him to be alive, but it was also damn near impossible for Sherlock to be alive. And then they did the following episode, you know, with it, when it came back, and they put all those fan theories into the episode mm-hmm. and disproved all of them. And it was just it was fascinating. Like that that season finale, all the conversations that happened after that season finale of trying to figure like, oh, there was a trash a, a, a trash truck that drove by and he could have landed in the trash bags or they mm-hmm. threw a fake body off the building. Like, I loved that. Didn't stuff. he like zip line down into one of them and go into another room, and then they? I believe threw that the- was one of the uh, the the fake yeah. things that they suggested he did because in that episode they never confirmed what it was that he did, mm-hmm. and. That would have been, that would have been okay if they didn't keep referring back to Moriarty. And if, I mean, if you were gonna keep referring back to Moriarty and then just have him be a dead guy on a TV screen, like that's that's dumb. If you're gonna refer back to him, have him actually be alive and have a credible way that he could have survived that fits into the sliver of reality that Sherlock is based in, and go from there. Yeah, but him not being alive and still being a presence as influential of a presence as he was, so, says something about the character also. That he didn't need to be alive to to have such sway over Sherlock and, you know, the rest of his crew. You're not wrong there, but I don't think that was... Du- it, like, in theory, that works great, but I don't think that it was handled very well. Mm. Well... Mind you, this is coming from the perspective of somebody who thoroughly enjoys this show. <laughs> like, I didn't mm-hmm. dislike these episodes. I just, I feel that I have grievances because of Moffat's incessant Moffating. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about Mary and how yeah. awesome she is? I, I, what Did I miss an episode when she became a total badass? No, I think she was always a total badass, but maybe it's been, I don't know, 18 months between seasons. Maybe you forgot how badass she is. I remember her being a very strong character, but I don't remember her being, like, an assassin. Yeah, I don't think we found out she was an assassin until pretty, I don't want to say recently, because it's been, like, eight years, but (laughs) I think it was only, like, three or four episodes ago that we actually found out she was an assassin. Yeah, I don't think it actually came to light until maybe after they were married. Yeah, it was. I was pretty sure it was after they were married, 
and it was bef- I think it was the last episode before the Christmas special. I think that's well, possible, probable. Which is two years but ago. <laughs> wow! I I just I've seen a lot. I've seen some criticism. A friend of mine posted. Huh? Shout out to Brenda. Um, about big fan of the show. <laughs> about um, how the show has a problem with women and doesn't write very good women characters. And I, I mean, I know Moffat has a problem writing women, but um, I don't, when you have a character like Mary, I don't see how there's much credibility to that uh, I, Yeah. criticism. And like the one example that sticks out to me is when uh, Mary goes and meets Sherlock in that, whatever that abandoned building was that they had to meet in for some reason where um, he found out like what the deal was and that there was somebody after her and she was in danger and Sherlock was like don't worry I'm gonna protect you it's gonna be okay I promise and her response to being rescued in that way was to chloroform him and then run away to protect the people she loved like she took the you know the the initiative um, yeah I'm I'm saying the wrong words and like the the phrase "roll for initiative" is rolling around in my head. That's not right at all. But she, she is... didn't need to be saved. She turned around and tried to save them. And then the show turned it around again by saying, "Oh, hey, that thing where you know a character runs away to save the people she love they love is hella dumb. Don't do it." <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, okay, awesome." <laughs> Because I hate that when they do that. I hate it. It never works. It always gets proven to be like stupid, and so I'm I'm really I was really pleased with the way the show handled that particular turn of the plot. Well, and even still, within that same plot line, she ends up saving Sherlock. Right. So, the strength of that character alone, if you like, just sort of negates any argument that there aren't any strong female characters i mean um what's the doctor's name the 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 molly molly she her character may be demure like it like like reserved but she is still a very strong character because of what she puts herself through Mm -hmm. emotionally that's another that's another thing i discussed with my friend it's sort of like she ends up in this sort of unrequited love situation with Sherlock and in the end like maybe she doesn't move on from it as much as she could but she doesn't let it drag her down mm-hmm. the and oh, well, we can talk more about Molly <laughs> in a minute but uh, anyway and Mrs. Hudson is also completely fucking awesome oh that was another question i have did we ever find out beforehand that she is at one point in time married to a drug dealer and and is wealthy yes okay i mean it's it's sort of it was sort of offhandedly mentioned but it's always like it's it's exactly the way she addressed it in the in the show which is like i've been saying these kinds of things for years but you guys just don't pay enough attention to me you just think i'm (laughs) your housekeeper that's why you don't know like what what the real deal with mrs hudson is she is a badass i love her she is a badass as well yeah i i i hope to be her someday (laughs) i i don't know how how 
much deeper we want to dive into these but i enjoyed all of these episodes uh the lying detective was a little rougher for me because of the whole drug situation but i and culverton smith was such a irritating person that that actor toby jones so creepy i don't know how he goes through life looking like that does he really like, look I love like that yeah, like that's that. basically what he looks like. I've seen he, him on a bunch of stuff, and he always looks like that. And nice. he's a great actor, and he he does great characters. But I just I kind of feel bad because you know <laughs> he was a that's great what Artem he looks Zola like. in Captain America. Yes, yeah. and he was uh, the dream dream master in Doctor Who. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Okay. I I just. He the drugs thing was rough for sure with with Sherlock being back on on drugs, but it was a great uh, detail to show commitment to the source material. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not knocking it in any way, shape, or form. The, the the portrayal of it, the everything was spot on. It was just it was intense. It was really really intense, and I felt that the final problem, the 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 last episode i felt wasn't as i don't know like i i got more out of the episode before it emotionally than i did out of the last episode like the wrap-up episode because everything just sort of kept moving in the last episode there was like like the most emotional part of it part was um where he's trying to get what's her name to say i love you like you could see, and it wasn't even for him emotion; it was her emotion, and and it was heavy. Even when you're you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be thinking that Sherlock is deciding on whether to kill his brother or his bestie. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't as as dire to me as the episode before, where he's trying to get his best friend back into his his life and and get him up and moving again. Not to say that you know the final that the last episode was great. I I I, 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 didn't. I really think that the uh, the journey they went on with John going through his grief and forgiving Sherlock was like the only way they could have gone with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it definitely um, I don't know it strengthened strengthened the bond. I guess I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, I'll agree and with I that. also liked to see the effect of uh, losing John's friendship had on Sherlock. Like you, the whole beginning where he's wandering around with the woman, he's still excellent with the deduction, but he's otherwise a complete disaster. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was a good way to show what what the what Watson brings to the pair. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, trying to... I caught up with these relatively quickly i got to watch like three of them in three days which is great except for the fact that that's it um the speed in which they bounce i don't want to say from it's like from story point to story point in in it it's getting faster like specific like you're talking about when he's wandering around deducing things with that that woman whoever she was whether it was her sister or the guy's daughter or whatever they were like six different things all rolling at the same time as he's 
deducing her case. He's telling his brother to go fuck off by walking in a, in a specific path and explaining the letter. It, it, it's they don't let anything fall away, even though sometimes we think like Moriarty. That really never that didn't fall away. It was pretty much a, a, a choice for them not to say this is how it happened or this is how it didn't happen. So they they're very good, or Moffat is very good at at keeping all the balls in the air, constantly yeah, juggling everything. That's that's exactly the metaphor I was thinking of. It's um, it, it, I feel like that's how the show uh, gets away with stuff sometimes because there's so many balls in the air that like you will forget about one or two of them. They're still like going around in a circle with the rest of them, but you're like, oh, there's so many, I can't keep track of them all. And then, like, the one you forgot about, bam, comes back. And you're like, oh, holy crap. One thing I do like about this sh- every one of these episodes is if you watch them again, knowing how it ends, you can see all of it happen. Mm-hmm. And It's all very well put together. And that that stuff is mind-wobbling to me. Like, <laughs> the, the, the last episode in particular, like, he's, he's just doing so much and yet everything is there it makes sense when he's figuring things out like they are there for him to figure out it's not that like Ocean's Eleven shit where well this is how it happened but you didn't see any of this happen we're just telling you this is how it happened That's this show doesn't do that if it's part of his I deduction have... it's on the screen in some way shape or form right I have a different problem with the with the what was going on in the last episode. And once again, it's a Moffat problem. <laughs> okay. Moffat and unreliable characters or, you know, in literature you call it an unreliable narrator, but there it's not always a narrator in this okay. instance. He does this on Doctor Who. Rule one is the Doctor lies. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry I keep talking about Doctor Who, but it's it absolutely relevant. I swear. Makes sense. <laughs> so at least on that show, it's so used, it's so ingrained in the philosophy of the show that the viewers expect it, and some of the characters who are more familiar with the Doctor also expect it. So like when you see the Doctor show you where what one of the show shows you what it chooses to show you you know not to necessarily trust everything you're seeing Mm -hmm. and then so they use the same sort of trick in this in the last episode but since it was a newer thing you didn't necessarily know to expect it which is fine for the viewer I, it's okay to surprise the viewer. What bothered me was that it surprised Sherlock. It took him way longer than I would have expected for him to figure out that, like, oh, just because she's saying this is what's going on doesn't mean that's what's going on. They, she showed right from the beginning that you couldn't trust everything she said. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock is smart enough to have picked up on that. And P.S. so is Mycroft. And yet the both of them were, you know, both just going along with every problem she set up for them. There's totally a girl on a plane. There's totally, there's a girl's voice on the phone. It has to be there. And we're going to, you know, we're going to murder one of these three guys, whichever one turned out to be the shooter. Oh, wait, guess what? She murdered the other two. And then she murdered the third guy just 
for shits and giggles. <laughs> and I it they you can forgive a lot. They you know she put the pressure of time on them. She put the pressure of uh, the Moriarty videos on them. She put the pressure of the supposedly talking to the girl on the plane on them. But it still feels like something they would have picked up on and just figured out her game earlier in the proceedings than they did. One thing that that bothered me, and I did not go back to to double check this. I'm going to go with, I noted it whilst watching it. When he goes to to talk to her and she and you know he first walks into the room and she's playing the violin mm-hmm. that's not through the speakers and right. when she's talking they they filter it through the speakers as if she's that's how you can hear her but there's mm-hmm. still no glass so the the sound of the violin was coming through clean not filtered through the speakers but yet when every time she spoke it had that that filter it i i noted that like because as soon as the music stopped, she started talking, and it sounded completely different. So I knew That's something. That's a good point. Was I never picked up on that. I knew some. I I knew something was up. I didn't know what, because everything. See, and then as as he was getting close, I'm like, "There's no fucking glass there. I can. I know it. Oh, aha! There's no glass there." <laughs> see, that actually did surprise me. Yeah, I, I, and then. Every scene in that seat in that cell from there on, when I saw the reflection, I was like, "Oh, yeah. why didn't I notice there was no reflection?" <laughs> yeah, when they do that 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 quick zoom in onto the things that you should have seen because they were on screen, it's just that, "Hey, look, dummy! It's right here and right here and right here." You should have seen all these things. And this time, it wasn't just us being the dummy. It was the rare occasion when Sherlock was the dummy because he was distracted completely. By the fact that it's his sister. Yeah. It's like, and I guess that does account for a lot of his, him being thrown off and and just buying into her scheme for so long. Mm-hmm. But uh, it just it just frustrates me. <laughs> um, this show frustrates me say- for a different reason, and it's that at the end I go, man, I'm I'm a dummy. I could see these things in retrospect. Real easily. Once we pass it and they, you know, rewind it and show it to me again, I should have seen all that stuff. Especially knowing what show you're watching. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I will say on the flip side, something I did like about this season was how uh, Sherlock seemed to develop um, some more humanity Mm -hmm. over the course of the season. Um, Especially with the ending, um, you know, the sister was saying how she dropped little hints about how he was an emotional child mm-hmm. until like the red beard incident. And then, you know, he turned into this deduction machine with no humanity, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but what caused him to lose his humanity was losing his brother. And over the course of this season, you see him kind of lose and then get back in an even stronger way john as a brother and you know to the point where he tells mycroft you know he has to stay because it's because it's about family and he's my family Mm -hmm. so he's he's almost found a way to replace that brother in a way and that sort of brings back his humanity and allows him to then turn around and offer that humanity to Euros and and um kind of rescue her in a way and 
I really, I really liked that as a sort of a full circle place for the show to end up. Was it his brother or his friend? I thought it was his brother. I thought it was a third. There was a, you a know, fourth, fourth Holmes. Holmes. I thought it was his friend. I thought it was his friend also because he did say uh, he was my best friend. Now they, I, I don't know. Maybe that was because I mean, they were close in age. Brother, I thought I heard that. I thought I heard the character's name was something that wasn't Holmes, but really, it doesn't matter. It still goes yeah, to the same I mean, point. It's, either way, he was like a brother to him. He was a best friend. Yeah. Yeah. What was it that it's like slipping out of my brain? What made me think it was his brother? Oh, because John said somewhere early on, it was like you don't lock up a girl just because a dog disappears. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it was it was one of their other kids who disappeared then that would obviously cause them to Or just a human in general that disappeared. Exactly, exactly. The, so it didn't necessarily have to be. The, I don't know where I got it, but the two older you know, people at the please end. please email us. The, the, Those are uh, their that, parents. Ah, is that the first time we've seen them? Nope. Okay. I really got to rewatch this show. And a little other fun show. fact for you. <laughs> Those people have appeared in the show before, and they are Benedict Cumberbatch's real parents. Oh, look at that. Neato. <laughs> I love it. I did like the dog in the first episode. I felt that oh, yeah. should have been Sherlock's dog. <laughs> I felt that they were a good team. Uh, there was a scene where he was uh, sitting on the sidewalk, where like, and he was just like, "You just have to wait." He's just figuring it out. He's thinking. And I, I read that that was because the dog literally wouldn't move, so that's how they had to shoot that scene. <laughs> that's funny. That's working with the situation that you're in. Exactly. All in all, I give it a number as many thumbs up as I possibly can because I love this show. I forget how yeah. much I love it because it takes so long for it to come out, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And now, now after four seasons, you have what? Not twelve. It's probably ten episodes. The first two seasons were three years, and then you got a couple of specials. Maybe nope. Four for the I first. Thirteen. Oh, four in the first. Well, season? actually, no. They they redid uh, the pilot as a study in pink. The unaired pilot is slightly different, so I'm not going to count that. There's three the first season, three the second, and then four and four. So that's like a a full season of television. (laughs) Yeah, but but when you take into account the fact they're 90-minute episodes. You got uh, 14 movies. 14 Sherlock Holmes movies. That's the way to watch this. Nice. All right, you guys got anything else? Because I've said my piece. I'm happy. I have lots more to say, but <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> drag this on forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the only other thing I'll say is that I really dislike the way they left the character of Molly. They used her in that that situation to torment Sherlock and... It, use his newfound humanity to as another way to apply pain to him and to her obviously mm-hmm. and then in the end montage they're you know showing them rebuilding back up the apartment and taking new clients and keep going on with the baker street you know business and she was the only main character they didn't show they're just like well we fucked with her and now we're just gonna leave her off to the side Wow, Poor I did, Molly. I did not note that. 
I also didn't like the last shot. Like With them running out what? of the building. <laughs> what are they, Batman and Robin? What the hell was yeah, that? I did get a Batman 66 feel from it. I really did. I noted that as yeah. well. That's <laughs> just, what? No. What, that, if this is the last shot of what I think is easily one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life, this is what you got? Well, wasn't that like the final shot of the first episode? I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I they, they have don't done remember that slow motion running being a part of it, but <laughs> they have done. Either that way, before. I don't even care if it was. No, <laughs> screw it. It was it was dumb shot. It was dumb. Stop moffeting. But slight bonus points for the fact that the building they were running out of was named Rathbone Place when uh, Basil Rathbone is the guy who played Sherlock in the movies. Oh, look at that a little, little Easter, Easter egg. egg for you. Nice. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll talk some news. Stay tuned. This month's Waveback podcast is a really good time. Chris presents Vicky with the previously unheard tracks from Rhythm Heaven Fever for Wii, and Vicky tries to guess what happens in each minigame, based on the stage name and the music alone. If you know Rhythm Heaven series, then you won't be surprised when wackiness ensues. Download Waveback episode 36, Rhythm Heaven Fever. What do you get when you combine cute costumes and a unique take on the magical girl subgenre of anime? You get Puella Magi Modaka Magica. Don Blake gives us an overview of what makes this show great and why she enjoyed revisiting this series over the holidays. Check out Revisiting a Favorite in the Think Tank. Words of Power is back. Geek-A's audiobook series of versions of some of the truly terrible novelizations of classic Nintendo games resumes with Ninja Gaiden as read by our own Evan Goldstein. Aww. Catch up with the adventures of Ryu Hayabusa. Chapters 1 through 4 are available now and two new chapters post every Tuesday and Thursday. Don't miss Words of Power, Ninja Gaiden. If there is one thing that's important to stock up on before a big winter storm, it's booze. But what do you get? Worry not, friends. Hunter Wilde is here for you. Read up on his picks for the best bang for your buck when it comes to potent potable provisions before you head out to the liquor store to prepare for whatever unpleasantness winter has in store for us. Click on over to the imbibing scribe pre-snow shopping list. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Chris. Set up a timer. Chris. You ready to do your, what is it? What are we calling this? One minute uh, dragon. One minute dragon. One minute dragon ball super recap. Okay, it's a very technical title. We are burying the lead. I'm sh- I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can come up with something a little more uh, clever. But <laughs> I'm tired. All right, sir. Whenever you are ready. And go. So last time on Dragon Ball Super, I ended when um, uh, Jacko shot that crazy electric death beam at Gohan. And, well, he missed because Gohan is a super awesome Super Saiyan. And the dude that uh, he was fighting turned into this, like, giant stupid-looking uh, monster thing. It says the, the little symbiote thing kept getting worse and worse inside of him. And he turned into this big, dumb monster. And Gohan wouldn't go Super Saiyan for no logical reason. He just wouldn't do it. And then Videl showed up, and she, she was all like, you know, don't worry. Gohan's going to be fine because he can go Super Saiyan. And he kept getting the crap beat out of him, and he wouldn't go Super Saiyan. And eventually he did, and he beat the crap out of the, the monster. And then the guy that was using the... He was going to blackmail Gohan into revealing that he was great Saiyan man because somebody cares about that. No one knows who Gohan is anyway, so it wouldn't matter. But, uh, you know, uh, the girl that was 
looking at Gohan was all like, well, you tell him that, then I'm going to tell everybody in the world that you're the, we're the giant monster. And uh, that was pretty much the end of that. Jacko went back and ate ramen on the moon again, and the guy almost broke out of the jar again. The end. Three seconds to spare. Quick question before we wrap yep. this up. How long are these episodes, actually? 22 minutes. Okay, good enough. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> no problem. Next time on Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and going on that minute-long adventure with Chris. Um, let's talk some news. This was really neat, this little article about Star Trek Discovery. Apparently, Gene uh, Roddenberry, shot, Roddenberry. <laughs> shot the original pilot. And, you know, it was known that uh, Kirk wasn't the original captain. I didn't know... That Spock wasn't supposed to be the what is it, the first officer. Was that known? I mean, he wasn't in the first in the pilot. Okay, I, I've never seen it. The that mysterious woman was ha ha Majel Barrett, and that was sure. right. That just looks about right. Um, that was his wife, right? That that's how I read this. I believe so. Yes. And yep. A, Apparently, they did enough voiceover recordings for her that she is going to be the voice of the computer on the new uh, Star Trek Discovery cha- uh, show. I think that's, that's neat. pretty effing rad. I think that's neat. I mean, she got cut I from agree. the original show, so it's about fucking time. <laughs> I feel like didn't it say in here somewhere she's was has been the voice of the computer for like every Star Trek show yes. since the original? I'm saying that they cut her like as the number one as the person uh-huh. character. Yeah, like, like, her yeah, face. Okay. <laughs> um, that's great. I mean, she has since passed, but thankfully they have enough recordings of her to to keep that tradition alive. Neat. Um, Quite. Okay. Karen, you, you, you posted this one, and apparently we both agree on the fact that I, I don't like Amy Schumer. No, that's not what I said. What did you say? <laughs> I said I don't care. Oh, you don't care. Okay, so is that I don't. No, I, I, don't think, p- I think we all agree that you don't like Amy Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, yes. We agree that Evan doesn't like Amy Schumer. There you go. I like I like her sometimes. I don't particularly personally care that she has a, uh, you know, amazing... A comedy special launching on Netflix. We don't know it's but it amazing. But it was trending on Facebook. <laughs> we don't know that it's amazing yet. I think you're giving it a little too much. <laughs> okay, that's the wrong adjective. Give me a break. Um, whatever. It's she's got kind a of a big deal to some people. Yeah, She's got a Netflix special coming out. Apparently her show on Comedy Central is on hiatus. Uh, great that she's getting a special on Netflix. The reason I'm bringing up this article is because they also made comment at the fact that Netflix has purchased... Two specials from Chris Rock and three specials. That can't be cheap. Three specials from Dave Chappelle. And I think the total for all five of those specials was something like $40 million. Jesus. That's a lot of money. That worries me. million of which are going to Chris Rock. <laughs> well, Dave Chappelle. I mean, come yeah. Yeah. I mean. that I, That's why I say I'm worried about Dave Chappelle because... Didn't he like go nuts for a couple of years because he got all rich and famous? It was. There are so many stories. I thought I heard that he just wanted out of the limelight. 
because he was rich and famous and he didn't want that anymore, so he left and I think he went to Africa. Yeah, I thought he found religion or some crap like that. He's, didn't he say some like nice stuff about Donald Trump before the election too? I have no idea. I don't listen to comedians. And I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's it's n- interesting to see that Netflix is spending that much money on their comedy specials because there are a yeah. lot of them on that that service. I don't know if you've looked, but oh yeah, there's a lot. So. I'm glad that they're spending the money like, for the content. Um, yeah. I feel like previously, like, you would think of HBO as, like, the home of stand-up mm-hmm. specials. So now it looks like uh, they've got some competition in that market. Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, they, they commented on the fact that Amy Schumer's last epi- uh, last one-hour episode was an HBO show. Uh, live at the Apollo. Which is kind of weird. Anywho, Netflix is is dumping money all over the place. Speaking of Netflix dumping money all over the place, we get a first look at the Defenders team in this like cast mm-hmm. photo, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. What I really liked about this article is the attached video of the behind the scenes from the Entertainment Weekly photo shoot, and they they talk about their characters and how they're interacting. I'm I'm all sorts of okay with this. Yeah, it looks really good, and holy crap, Charlie Cox's accent. <laughs> yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. Plus, uh, Iron Fist, what's that kid's name? He's got a heavy accent as well, too. Yeah, but since I haven't seen his show, like, it didn't blow me away uh, gotcha. that he's British, but, like, I've seen whatever it is, two, three seasons of Daredevil, and I'm like, oh, wait, fuck, Charlie, <laughs> Charlie Cox is not American. Holy crap. Yeah, this, this looks like a lot of fun, um... Uh, it what Chris did you read any of the Defenders comic there's been a bunch of different iterations of that right, right? the one thing that has sort of been true if Iron Fist shows up in it he is sort of like the mascot or the 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 the, the cheerleading section for the group he's the one that's always like we mm-hmm. gotta go let's do this woohoo yay good yeah. times it seems that they're sticking with that, and I like that. Yeah, like he's the guy who gets them together. Yeah, and I like that a lot. Uh, side note for comic fans, they're also starting up a new Defenders comic over at Marvel to sort of coincide with the, the release of the show. And that comes later this year, right? Next we're getting Iron Fist in March? Yes, yes. And then to the Defenders later on the second half of the year. So, I think so, yeah. Good stuff. Show, Very exciting. Show looks looks good. Um, okay, Robbie Amell is going back to the Flash. I thought they did that already. They did it a couple of times. Okay, didn't they? I, but it's the Flash. They can basically bring anyone back just by very <laughs> fucking up the timeline. <laughs> Because yeah. later down in the feed, if you look, they're also bringing back Eddie Eddie Thawne. Yes. Yeah. We'll, which we'll, ought to be interesting. Which is, he's going to show up in both The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, they're not really saying, what did I say? Did I, I did not say Legends of the Fall, did I? No. <laughs> no, no. I felt like just, I said that. That's <laughs> a completely other show. I'm just listening, laughing in my head, the, uh, you know, Eddie coming back and being like, oh, oh, Barry's with... Okay, so Barry's with Iris now. All right, nice. <laughs> this is this is good. I'm happy about this. 
Uh, I hope he comes back in some doofy costume as like in, in some kind of villain, like classic yeah. Captain Cold, like nineteen sixties comic book. I'd like to see that as well. <laughs> or classic, uh, uh, what's it? Not classic trickster. That would just be ridiculous. Uh, what's a uh, what's the other? Well, Captain Boomerang. I want him in like the full the sailor hat, the whole nine yards with the boomerang on the the front of the hat. I liked that. Yeah, speaking with a thick Australian accent for absolutely no reason. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it this season. I like the same thing that they did last season. They'll 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 flashback, get you a cup. I not I shouldn't say flashback. They'll jump universes or Earths and bring the same character back with slightly different twists and just more of the same goodness from from Flash. Tied in with that article about um was that is this the one with uh, Wentworth Miller coming back or is this there's a, we're we're going to post up an article that's about uh, the TCA from TCA 2017 and there's a bunch of television information in here. Um apparently there's another X-Men series coming on a Fox that'll be closer tied to the the movie universe than the FX Legion show. That's interesting. I don't know if I really care that much. X-Men movies have kind of tainted that. Um, Prison Break is coming back April. (laughs) Prison Break is coming back April 4th. Now this ties in with Mr. Mr. Miller. Um, Did you watch the trailer for this show? I never watched the show, so... Mm. Yeah. Didn't really bother. Nope. Wentworth Miller is a really good actor. <laughs> okay. He has been the same guy. And I really don't like he's always that he has such gravitas with everything that he does. He is a hammy, hammy actor and he and he, and he does it so well. Um apparently they're breaking out of another prison this time around. Um Snart is going to be, like I said, in Legends of Tomorrow and Flash. There's a possibility of X-Files coming back in 2018. Jeez, take your bloody time. Jesus. Right? <laughs> um, this isn't what is a Sherlock situation. Doing? Yeah, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson aren't exactly <laughs> like busy. <laughs> wow, that was mean. <laughs> I'm not saying they don't have talent and or work. They're both doing fine. It's just like they're not giant movie stars or anything like that is it really that hard to work around their schedules the last when they the last season of this was a huge success like jump on that before nobody cares mm-hmm. well ah, it's, it's the, the x-files, x-files. Someone yeah what someone will what always they have care. to exactly and also the x-files is pretty much known for bringing the x-files back after everyone's forgotten about <laughs> it like this will be like the fourth time they've done that yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now there's a movie. Why? <laughs> it now just there's another happened, movie. <laughs> like 18 years later for no reason. Yeah, that second one was like really out of nowhere. Like the first one was like, okay, cool. It's people remember the you know the X Files is still on the air. So, right, first movie. Then they did that that second movie, and it was like, it, I think it just naturally happened. I think it's just like they woke up one day and they were doing an X Files movie like just out of habit and. <laughs> Because, like, there's no there's no way a studio thought to themselves, you know, it's a good idea. An X-Files in-continuity movie that just, yeah, let's do this. Let's make it happen. Because yeah. everybody woke up in character and, I, and Chris Carter's like, oh, shit, I guess we better get this on film. <laughs> film this. Film this. 
Um, twenty four is coming back. Uh, apparently, I don't. I can't tell if Jack Bauer is out of it or if they've replaced Sutherland. I'm leaning I towards Jack, Jack Bauer is out, out of it. That's what I think. But I, I, I watched. I want to say a couple of seasons of that show, and Jack Bauer made that show. That character was what that show was about. I don't know how I feel about it starting over, like, it's only a day. Like, where did he go? What's going on? Uh, the Maybe le- he's taking the day off. <laughs> Maybe it's friggin' Wednesday or, or something. He's like, I get Wednesdays off. It's my thing. He's uh, like, I go, to, uh, I go to my yoga class, <laughs> get a nice smoothie. And the last thing I'm going to comment about in this particular article is Fox is open to a Firefly reboot. If uh, Joss wants to. Come on. <clears throat> if yeah. and only if Joss Whedon is involved. I think that's the important part. Only if Joss Whedon is involved. And without Whedon, they won't do it. Come on. <laughs> and I will I, hold my breath. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to poop in your cereal, Evan. That's but not going to happen. <laughs> Whedon's not going to come back. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but it's always nice for Fox to get some press. Yeah, they got to throw that out. Saying there. the words "Firefly" <laughs> and "reboot" in the same breath, <laughs> quietly saying in between, "Will not happen." Um, apparently, for some reason, someone went online to change.org and said, "I want to make a petition," and it's not about the big things, you know, an incoming president. Cabinet members, not, cl- not yeah, no, not climate change Clim- or you know, healthcare, none of that. Somebody started up a petition to bring back ABC's dinosaurs. All right, I don't know if you've noticed, but I think it actually mentions this in the article. The show ended with the meteor. Yeah, the show ended with. The Ice Age, like, and that's why I really hope that there is a sequel. It's an actual sequel series, and it picks up right where it left off, and it's just like an entire season of just looking at their corpses. <laughs> no dialogue, no nothing, just dead dinosaurs for a half an hour at a time. Like you asked for it, you asked for there this. <laughs> uh, you wanted it, you got it. Um, this article says never discount the you know power of the internet and bringing back a show, and they cite Veronica Mars as an example. Like, that's come on the, now! But that show didn't Ver- come. You're back. comparing <laughs> Veronica Mars and dinosaurs, well, guys. Not the mama. Like, yeah, people liked not the mama. Like Veronica Mars, people liked you know the plot. <laughs> <sighs> we got to talk about that show one of these days. Oh my god, that show's so good. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, apparently, Amazon is getting into the anime game. I didn't realize that Crunchyroll apparently was the only game in town, so it's about time Amazon <laughs> stepped up. They are. This uh, this article taught me what Crunchyroll is. Uh, I always see it on my Apple TV, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh. Oh, what's the baby doing? And then I get distracted, and I run away. But I always do have that in the back of my head. What the hell is Crunchyroll? And Crun- now I know. Crunchyroll is an anime. A pay, if I'm not mistaken, it's a pay anime streaming service. Um, yes. d- 
Did we catch the name of this Amazon service? I did catch the price. Anime Strike. Anime Strike. For five bucks a month, you can watch anime via Amazon. Their library. That's a dumb name. Yeah. Their library is not as impressive as Crunchyroll's. Uh, Amazon right now has over 15,000. Um, excuse me. Crunchyroll has over 15,000 episodes. This was way, like, way lower. I want to say, like, a thousand. Which I'm going to assume they're going to keep adding to that. Yeah, probably. I think it also depends it depends pretty heavily on uh, what the shows are. Yeah, I don't I'm know I'm kind of confused anything. as to why Amazon didn't just buy Crunchyroll if that they wanted to do that. I, I don't know. I have no answer for that question. I'll call my Amazon connection and, and find out, though. Yeah. <laughs> call a guy who knows a guy. Call a guy who knows a guy. Uh, Chris, you posted up this next article. I don't... Chris has stepped away. Okay. He posted up an article about... like. I didn't watch this show, okay? So I'm not... Okay. I don't know Parks and Rec. That's okay. Um, I do. But apparently... The news anchor that's on that show was actually a real new a real news anchor at one point in time. Yeah, I guess that's what this NPR piece is saying. The great <laughs> thing about um, this character on Parks and Rec is that he was he was a really uh, accurate portrayal of a uh, local newscaster. Okay, <laughs> in that he was very stilted in the way he talked and you know he always said his name in the beginning of things and then over explained whatever it else it was that he was saying like I'm purred happily and I'm the person who's talking to you now <laughs> like that's just the way he talks and uh, so it, it's, it cracks me up to learn that that performance is informed by He's a real his thing. experience <laughs> Having done local news in L.A. for 22 years. And there's another show that this character yeah, it, turns up on now. I don't know if it's the same character or whether he's just... It's surprising. There's another show that we watch that we've seen this actor play a newscaster on, and I can't pull it out of my brain right in now. In this article, but they actually mention a couple of other things that he has done and he's always been a news caster he like the mentalist scandal battleship the movie <laughs> fast five so he likes it does what he needs to do so oh yeah it was supergirl chris is saying to me and and yeah now that i now that he says that i can remember seeing him on there um but I guess it's just a real like niche talent that you know he has. To yeah, he, he like got he got the realistically roles. play a local newscaster. He got the roles because of a demo tape that he made for a student of his. Like he, he in the demo reels, he throws it over to the the you know the anchor in the field, and so uh, you know an agent saw it and says, "Hey, you know you're pretty damn natural. Let's uh, let's get you some acting gigs." And, the rest is history. <laughs> um, Look good for him. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how art imitates life. 
I, I'm not surprised by this next article. Um, apparently, this season finale of Sherlock was one of the lowest for its run, but that's still up at like 9.5 million v- viewers. Yeah, like, what did it lose out to? I don't know if it's losing out to anything. I think it's just not a lot of people are tuning into it. Why? What's wrong with you people? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the high, I think, at one point in time was 11, 11 and a half million, which is not that big of a decline. But apparently there was this um, Russian Channel 1 had has the rights to air it as well, and it leaked early. Oh, okay, which is I see. Apparently, the Russian television channel is claiming it was a victim of hacking by an unauthorized uh, third party. I don't. I, I don't know. It's still. I would assume those are. That seems pretty strong numbers to me. You know, nine point five million when everything is counted. But I don't know. They're saying it was an all-time low. I don't, I don't understand ratings anymore. I thought I did, no. but I don't anymore. Um, Especially international ratings. Yeah, yeah. What is it? like? Yeah, it, when in American television, they got like hundreds of other shows to 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 you know check, tune into instead of it. It's like isn't there like four channels? BBC up to four. What else is there to watch? Well, there's a there's a handful of other channels that aren't BBC, but still, <laughs> far fewer channels than there are in America. Uh, this next article was kind of disheartening, but also refreshing in the same instance. Uh, Judd Apatow did a little interview and explains to us why he's not going to do a network show anymore. Um, and it's for all the reasons that most people stop watching live television. Uh, the, the, the content restrictions, the commercials, the timeline, the time frames. Like, he likes to have a more open canvas to work with. So he's right now he's doing something for HBO. Um, on the, the thought of bringing back, you know, a Freaks and Geeks revival, he's like, no, I'm good. We did. That's lightning in a bottle. You can't yeah. recapture that. And don't try. Yeah, it's... I'll be mad if you do. <laughs> See, there's. A... I love that show. And didn't that end well? Like did... it ended well enough. Okay, it wasn't like. What did they compare it to? Um, the Gilmore Girls, and that didn't end well. Like no, it didn't. We needed the other episodes to sort of wrap things up a bit because it went kind of sideways. Freaks and Geeks went fine. Let it be. Never going to happen again. Don't try. And I appreciate Mr. Apatow seeing that and knowing that and not just trying to, you know, ring that cash cow one more time. I'm just thinking that, like, I, I'm, I'm happy to see a creator like Judd Apatow coming out against the traditional network uh, format for shows yeah i think if we saw more big name content creators come out publicly against that that the shift towards the sort of you know new way of doing television would gain a little bit more momentum yeah it happened faster hopefully 
Um, I forgot to comment. I wanted to, to wrap this this next story up in in the earlier articles, but apparently Eddie's coming back to the Flash as well. Mm-hmm. We actually talked yeah. about that. Did we? Did I say we that? We made jokes about it and everything. Oh. I don't remember <laughs> you saying. I didn't remember it being Eddie. I'm sorry. I don't really pay much attention. Um, when I looked at this picture, like there's a, there's a picture of him. I'm like, who is that? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I felt kind of bad because he was, you know, an important character. Well, and the, t- the photo that he used in his announcement was, you know, it was showing hi- himself in a very nice light, but he doesn't really look anything like the character. At all. Not even a little bit. Um, finally... <laughs> Apparently, there is this channel out there called Crackle. I don't know where it's located. It's not a channel. It's a. Uh, it's a. It's like a Netflix. Is it a competitor. service or like a, a Amazon word competitor? It's it's like Yahoo Screen. Okay. But a step up. Okay. <laughs> okay, because well, Yahoo, Yahoo Screen, screen. Is, the, is the barometer. <laughs> Apparently, Jerry Seinfeld did his uh, comedians in cars getting coffee on Crackle. Um. Apparently he's not there anymore, and he's switching over to the big leagues and heading over to Netflix. Um, I personally have never seen an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I hear ridiculously good things about it, that it's very funny and it's enlightening for the, the you know, an inside look at the, the whatever like he's had. At, the image on the article is him and Obama sitting in a car. Just chatting. That's all the show is. It's like dash cam footage of the interior of a car with Jerry Seinfeld and someone else. And apparently laughter ensues. You'll be able to catch that on Netflix later on this year. Look, there are some people out there who like Jerry Seinfeld, and then there are people with taste. Oh, apparently we do not have a Jerry Seinfeld fan here. I'm not going to get... I don't hate Jerry Seinfeld. I just I think he's tremendously overrated. <laughs> well, and on that note, <laughs> Chris. Yeah. If you disagree with Chris, disagree about with Jerry Chris, Seinfeld, he's going to tell you exactly where to contact that's right. us. <laughs> if you want to tell me to f off, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade and subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on the Twitters. I'm at Geekade Chris. That is Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at Shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review, because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com, where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. Karen. Yes. It is your turn. So it is. Let's start up this rotation once again. What do you got for us? Okay, well, Chris and I uh, recently picked up back up with a show that we had watched for a while and then fell away from due to our cord cutting, and we've uh, recently reacquired access to since we got the sling. So uh, I wanted to talk a little Top Chef, and uh, since there's really no, you know, 
standout exemplary episode when you're talking about a reality show. Let's just watch one of the most recent ones. So we're going to go with season 14, episode 7, entitled Booty. (laughs) Yes, I did partially pick it just because of the name. (laughs) So that's the current series, and it's not the most recent episode, but it'll be the one before when this episode drops. Okay. (laughs) Booty. All right, guys. Uh, That wraps it up for us this evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Wear the damn hat. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.